This is a podcast from Rover. All right, welcome back. Well, uh, with eggs very hard to come by in the supermarket, I'm sure you've all noticed, some desperate people are resorting to sourcing their own backyard chickens. Now, Trade Me data has shown that interest in online auctions for chickens has more than doubled amid this nationwide egg shortage, and it's putting pressure on chicken rescue groups across the country. North Canterbury Chicken Rescue founder Amanda Gill joins us now to talk more about this uh, very interesting topic. Amanda, great to talk to you. How's things? It's been absolutely flat tack. I can imagine, yeah. Um, firstly, tell us a little bit about the rescue operation, when it was founded, what the purpose of it is, etc. So we started in, five years ago in November. Um, I started it because we had a huge issue in the greater Christchurch and North Canterbury area of people dumping their unwanted chickens. Um, I was sitting at my work one day and a lady said to me look at the front page of the newspaper and it was about the the huge dumping problem with the chickens out at Bromley so I said okay radio, off we go because I, I couldn't work full time I needed something else to fill in the rest of my day mm. and it just flourished from there I ended up with a team of around about 30 volunteers now we run from Kaikoura to Dunedin now as well but some peak times we're out up to three times a week um, if not more back-to-back rescues, days of the week, out of control, just chickens there and everywhere. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, what was uh, the reason that you decided to actually do it? I mean, obviously there was a need, but do you have a background in this sort of thing, or what what was the the impetus for you actually getting involved? I've just become to love animals. Unfortunately, chickens seem to be the one that's fallen close to my heart. Right. Um, Anything now is sort of the go as well. We started rescuing also Muscovy ducks at the end of last year. There was no actual physical chicken rescue five years ago in anywhere in the South Island. There's about three or four in the North Island. Right. But just no one that anyone could turn to for for help with um, poultry issues down here. So you saw a need and, uh, and, and filled the gap as it were. What sort of volume are we, are we talking about at the moment? Um, with the... With the dumping side of things, it did sort of slow down because we've managed to keep a majority of it under control, like regular checking of regular normal dump sites. Um, and then we've also, we also deal with deceased estates, hoarding situations, um, and people that come to us that can't care for their poultry anymore. Right. Um, change of circumstances, you know. Yeah. Sort of things I can't count on. So what do you do with the poultry once someone contacts you or you become aware of a situation? Where do the chickens go? So when someone contacts us, what we do is we, if it's somewhere that we're not too familiar with, we'll ask, like if it's down a river or something, we ask for a GPS coordinate. Um, pretty much me and my, at least three out of my four admin team carry a, net, a cage and a bucket of food full-time in our car. Right. Um, so, because sometimes you have to go straight from work. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you could be out with your family on the weekend and be like, hey guys, can we take a small detour? So, literally ready all the time and if not, we book them in, um, say, hey, we've got this many spots available because we'll quarantine them when they arrive. So they just spend at least a week in quarantine for disease and parasite control measures. Um, so we need to make sure we've got enough room ready for them to come in. And then most, most of the time, like now, there's not too much of a demand. But, you know, we've got to be prepared and be ready for anything and everything to come in any day of the week. 
I imagine there's been a few um, from caged farms that you've um, had to rescue, as it were, in recent times? Um, we helped a few chickens out of, I mean, talking 175, out of cage farm from Dunedin. Right. Um, we usually only deal with free-range farms when they become to the end of their life cycle. But, like, our phones, when that first sort of started back at the end of this year, before we even came back, my phone was ringing 30 times a day. I'd have about 15 to 20 Facebook messages. I'd have at least 5 to 10 text messages as well. I was like, oh, my God, what the hell have I got myself into? <laughs> yeah. <for this?"> <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, we're seeing an increase now in demand for people wanting chickens in their own backyards, given that egg shortage that I spoke about at the top there. Yes. I we So just before we shut down for Christmas, we'd usually never adopt the week out to Christmas mainly to stop people from adopting chickens as a gift for family, friends or whatever. Um, so that put a sort of a bit of a hold on that. We had an adoption day. We had 200 hens available. We managed to only rehome 76 on that day. It, the river was nasty, so that didn't help. Mm. Um, so we carried through the through the holiday period shut um, and then opened the 9th, I think it was, of January and had a Facebook listing put up with the remainder of the birds and they were all, all, all of them um, ended up only having 76 because we had a few people who couldn't m- make the adoption day that had things like COVID and, you know, those unsociable things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they came through. We put all 78 females we had remaining on our Facebook page. Within three minutes, all of them were reserved for adoption. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Um, do people have an idea of what they're getting into when they... I mean, who doesn't like the idea of a freshly laid egg from a from a backyard chicken? But do people have a clue what they're getting into? I mean, these things can live for up to about a decade, can't they? Yeah, at a, on, a, on, a, on a good bird, you could probably let them live... They could live up to about 10 years old. We've had one in our care that lived to 16, so... Um, it can be a quite a quite a long um, sort out living process for them. We actually have been very hard on the amount of birds that people take. So we've been like, okay, the maximum limit per household is three, um, just so everyone gets a fair chance and know that everyone's buying a whole lot off us. And I told them when you're not allowed to on sell them, you know, the set criteria. You have to talk to us if you don't have chickens before. We need to make sure you've got the basics set up, provide photos and run, ask any question. Like, I've had some ridiculous questions. (laughs) So, you know, um, just ask questions. And then when we do the adoption process, we grab the adopter's email and we actually email out a 27-page information care booklet demonstrating basic care, husbandry, what to look out for with your chickens, you know, so that they're, they're educated. We've also had our vet Josie do. She's published a, um, a thing about keeping chickens on their Rangura Vet Clinic page, and we've added that in there now as well as a little attachment to, to educate people. That yeah. It is, it is a commitment. It's not just pop them in a pen and let them lay eggs because there's food and water. is probably actually more upkeep than a cattle dog. Wow, there you go. Now, you probably don't really need to advertise uh, where you are or, um, you know, easy ways of people to uh, to find you, but you might as well throw it out there. Uh, you probably need that like a hole in the head, but hey, why not? Uh, how, how can people find you, Amanda? So if anyone comes across at this point in time, any poultry that's stray or out and about, um, we have a Facebook page. It's just North Canterbury Chicken Rescue. Um, we also have a Google page as well. 
as once again, it's just enabled North Canterbury Chicken Ratio. We have a contact cell number on there. Um, anyone's welcome to contact us, uh, especially at this time. We, we will not have any chickens for quite some time. We're, we've got a person outsourcing to see if there is any farms that we could probably take the whole lot to find homes on their behalf, but it's very few and far between because they're struggling to get birds in to replace what needs to go out. Well, listen, you're doing a great uh, a great thing, and uh, keep it up, and it's been great talking to you, uh, North Canterbury Chicken Rescue founder Amanda Gill. Thanks so much for your time, Amanda. No problem. Thank you. Well, see, on Stuff Today, they've got the list of New Zealand's top 10 emitters out. Now, these have been compiled by the Environmental Protection Authority. The vigours of a 2021 using data companies have to supply by law. At number one, the biggest emitter is Fonterra, followed by Z Energy, BP, Mobile, Silver Fern Farms at number five, Todd Group, AFCO at seven, Alliance Group eight, OMV and Genesis rounding out the top 10. That is the show for today. As always, thank you so much indeed for your company. Don't forget to check out netspeed.net.nz. Mark and Leah up next.